Welcome to Live Fully and Eat the Naturals podcast, where we share information about the world of natural medicine. I'm co-founder Victor, and with me is co-founder Alexander. Good afternoon. Today we're going to talk about how we have managed our chronic pain in the last, at least the last couple years, and I'm sure it's going to involve Kratom. It definitely does for me. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So, Alex, what kind of pain are you dealing with? Most of my chronic physical pain comes from a degenerating disc in my lower back. So it's very low, kind of between the L5 and S1 vertebrae, and kind of mainly just hereditary. And then probably because of, I don't know, like slouching in middle school, high school, just with a lot of sitting, kind of improper posture and that sort of lifestyle. Even though I was, I mean, it was very active. I played very competitive soccer growing up. That's actually how I first experienced or knew about the chronic pain was kind of that type of stress on my lower back and Mm -hmm. yeah at that time it was and that's also are you saying you had pain even as a child or teenager or uh, i mean definitely in high school so like freshman year of high school is when i had some like i strained my back and had to sit out of a couple games i went to my doctor to say what's going on with my back and that's when their diagnosis was pushing on muscles and then found kind of these side muscles that were, when they pushed on them, it was super painful. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, like those tender. muscles, yeah, those muscles are super tender. Well, you just got to go to physical therapy and strengthen them. And that's how I learned about some of my posture and going through that side. But after like six to eight months of physical therapy, my back still wasn't strong enough to play soccer. So it was kind of like, okay, getting better. Then I go play some games and it was just like, it would hurt. And at that time, my soccer coach, who was, he was actually British. Like we had a very competitive program, phenomenal coaches from Europe. And they were telling me to like go to this chiropractor. And at the time, especially in the Midwest, that was not really a normal care routine or a normal kind of doctor care routine. That's why I went to my HMO. Mm-hmm. But finally, you know, like I said, six, eight months wasn't getting better. Wasn't, I wasn't able to play. So I was like, fine, I will go to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And he did some, what was like the general view on chiropractic care back then? This is like late nineties or something, maybe early two thousands. Oh, early nineties. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it just, it wasn't really understood if it was helpful or not. And so that was kind of like, it was more of a question, right? And it was kind of that side of like pseudo doctor was kind of mm-hmm. like the general theme. And I was obviously reluctant to go or like my family was reluctant to go because it was just didn't know. Yeah, that's how I felt about it too. It was, you know, if you have a problem, you go to the doctor. But right. What's this other thing? There's this other person that's not my doctor, but somehow specializes in this area. And okay, I'm not going to get any medication for it. No surgery. Uh, And I was really, really reluctant to try chiropractic care early on. But anyway. Yeah. And what was your experience like with chiropractic care? Um, I think kind of similar to your experience where it helped, but it wasn't enough. And I didn't start going to chiropractor until my mid twenties. So it was a little bit later. So I'm trying to picture myself as a teenager and going like your story. I'm like, God, as a teenager, I would, I would definitely not have gone, you know, I was very skeptical of everything. So, but when it was the early twenties and I went, the good thing was he was not only a chiropractor, but then he also 
was open to trying all kinds of different techniques. And that's what I liked most about him. So he would adjust me and that would, that gave me relief. But then he'd always say something like, Hey, I got this new piece of equipment you want to try out. So he was one of the first to adopt the, those like really intense massagers, the, the gun uh, that, yep. that the pulsating thing. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, you know, this was 18 years ago or something. So he had some machine that's very like, now it's like very commonplace. But back then this was when he busted it out, I was like, what is that? <laughs> he goes, think of it as a massager, but you know, on steroids, let's do this, Vic. So I'd lie down and he, and he started using it on me and it was such an intense, weird feeling. So anyway, he did that kind of stuff. He did like super freezing experiments in my back too. So these like really, really cold press Okay. Devices yep. and putting that on me. What's the shocking stuff? The uh, oh, like stem, like yeah, the stem treatment. stem. Yeah. Yeah. I was his guinea pig, so I went through. I it tried all. a lot of that. It did not help, unfortunately. Or the the stem or tens too. They I think they call it for like pain yes. relief. Yeah. There uh-huh. was. Yeah, and like in and actually looking into some of that, even though that is FDA approved, and I I'm kind of doing air quotes because <laughs> yeah. it. If you look at the actual studies, there is no. It's really a placebo effect from mm. the, the tens that electrical stimulation is unfortunately not effective, but yet it is an FDA approved therapy for pain relief, which is. The unfortunate part about some of the old legacy items, therapies, or drugs that were approved by the FDA have just kind of carried into this kind of common medical culture that it's okay when it's really not. And so the bar has risen year after year, decade after decade. So something now that gets approved generally has to have a much higher standard and kind of show a lot more Mm -hmm. efficacy than some of the older older therapies, unfortunately. Yeah. So you're saying you were recommended a chiropractor? Uh, yeah, a team, fact, the team chiropractor, or at least. Well, the, it was one yeah. The team I mean, with. and then and well, that was that was actually kind of what got me to go to. So that was what got me to go to chiropractor, mm-hmm. and then I kind of was. I mean, looking back then too, if we look at any like the sports teams, like I was a, I was a big uh, Chicago Bulls fan because that was also the time when Jordan was around. Like, yeah, I mean, who wasn't yeah, right? It was yeah, like yeah. it was in Chicago, hometown, that sort of thing. Yeah. And what's interesting is that professional teams all had chiropractors on their staff and it was like a routine kind of adjustments for them and kind of like their normal care. So that was kind of also part of like, okay, well, so there was a, there was enough enough for Jordan. It's good enough for me. Right. (laughs) And so, and so it wasn't chiropractic care wasn't common back then. If you started to look for it and look, okay, well, who are the highest performing athletes? They obviously have an unlimited budget, most likely, you know, for the bulls, like at that time to kind of get what they needed to. So, okay. If they're putting money into it, okay, maybe there's something there. Yeah, there's something to it. So I went to the chiropractor and he did this muscle test on me where I just laid on my back and, or I mean, he was doing a lot of probing, did x-rays sort of things and he was looking and, and for him he was like, oh yeah, I see this all the time with soccer players. A lot of it comes from like heading the ball where it kind of like messes up the neck actually. And so he did this muscle test where I laid on my stomach and I would, he would have me like raise one leg just off the mat and kind of holding this up. And he would push down on it and I could barely hold it up. He'd push down on my leg and just go down right away. So like my, my, my glutes essentially were super weak or just weren't strong from that test. Then he does an adjustment mainly on my upper neck on that side. And like, and the first time that I got adjusted, the number of like realignments, like the typical popping and cracking that you hear, Mm -hmm. like it was I've never had that many pops and cracks and like... Did it freak you out? It uh, freaked me out. Um, not really. I mean, no? it's... I don't know. For some reason, yeah, I've had more of... I don't know. Probably because of like... I've 
was raised with two older brothers that were five and six years old. Yeah. So the stuff that they did, like, I mean, they sent me down like a laundry basket down the stairs. I think one of my brothers <laughs> lit me on fire funny. once. I had all these like, there's like, there's, if you ask my mom some of these stories, she'll come up Shrally. with tons of them where it's like, oh yeah. So like, yeah, a doctor like barely manipulating my neck is like nothing, nothing. right? Yeah. So that's, <laughs> shout out to the, I mean, uh, that is the boys. Yes. Here. I guess that is the benefit of being raised in that. It's like, okay, well I can deal with these other parts of life that, doesn't bother me now You're so raised with torture yes <laughs> mild, torture, the, yeah, mild, the, torture. mild torture yeah <laughs> builds character that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. a little trauma whatever yeah it's fine it's fine i am claustrophobic of blankets are the worst from that. really because like my brothers like put like blankets over me and pin me down and like oh yeah it was yeah, like it was yeah, bad yeah. yeah that was so that is part that i do not but i've learned to kind of cope with it now through like meditation and like i can kind of so it's not, so it me doesn't inhibit you a, me in any way. So me so. buying you a blanket for Christmas was probably a bad idea. Then. No, it's amazing. I love okay. that thing. It's it's the best ever. Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly, like I am shocked how, this is an electric blanket, and I am shocked how, because I was kind of, like, I just asked for a blanket. I just wanted like more of like a, a normal blanket is what okay, I was thinking. One. I was like, electric. I was like, okay. Like, but I'm shocked how much i use it and how mm. nice it is having it it replicates the i don't know if whenever if you were young when you take like laundry right out of the dryer and it's yeah. still warm and yeah, you just yeah, kind of yeah. just like climb into it a little bit or pile it on just that yeah. feeling it's yeah. like that's what a electric blanket's like so it's super a cold winter day standpoint. you take out like a warm right out of the dryer mm -hmm. sweater oh yes yeah. exactly so that's nice. i appreciate it a lot it's awesome oh, nice cool yeah i actually thought that i'm like oh this is I don't know, maybe your reaction at the time or something. I'm like, oh, I missed the ball on this one. Like, I missed the mark on this one totally. I'm like, I'll make it up to next Christmas. So, so okay. So, you... Uh, so, after you, getting the neck adjusted. You got the adjustment. Did the and same strength test? Same, same muscle test. Okay. And literally, he could just, like, put his weight on my leg and I was able to keep it up. Nice. And so, his explanation was that through the spine is the spinal cord, which is all the nerve endings that go to the rest of the body. And so, his explanation was that the misalignment was causing some of the nerves to be slightly pinched enough that it was stopping the glutes from basically working. And then that was wow. then shifting all of that requirement of what the glutes should have been doing onto smaller side muscles, which is what were being strained and overworked. And that's what was tender and causing the problem. Makes sense. And yeah. so it made sense. Yeah. And I had that real time muscle test feedback and then that night I played a game and it was like a light switch. It was just amazing. It was like back to normal play, like one of the best games I ever played. And like, it was such a rewarding, I don't know, it's because, it's, you know, I was dealing with this for months and months and it's, it's stopping me from playing soccer, which was kind of the whole high school life back then. It was mm -hmm. kind of like everything. So, yeah, it was finally able to go back to it. And that was the start of managing that chronic pain was chiropractic care mm -hmm. and probably just because i was my body was still super young and growing like crazy i really just only needed that type of realignment maybe like once every i don't know several months or once like it was like it was kind of like a yeah, year or half a year time frame like pretty long in between just kind of getting mm, real, okay readjustment that was it it was like pretty just infrequent which is amazing yeah yeah but then at some point it wasn't enough yeah, I mean, then as I got older, that that kind of time in between the chiropractic adjustments became shorter and shorter. <laughs> like, can I go every day? And and but then I mean, because that pain kept coming back, then I started exploring other 
kind of more, I went, I kept going back to my doctor every so often and eventually had like MRIs. That's how I learned more about the actual degenerating discs and where that was happening. Um, but because that pain was coming back, I also started doing like weight training, but more, I realized that things for core exercises, exercises for the core, especially like pull-ups was amazing at that time or just all the time because mm-hmm. it, it allows my spine to kind of decompress a little bit. It strengthens all the muscles around the spine. So I started adding that type of routine in. I also started getting into yoga and breath work because mm-hmm. of that pain coming back. So that was also adding into my routine, but then still kind of that window of when those episodes would flare up as I got older, kept becoming more frequent and got yeah. the shorter, shorter and shorter distance between those pain-free time zones got shorter. And that was when in 2016, you were part of that, that episode where <laughs> it was like five or six months of not getting better. And then yeah. I stopped being able to work out. Everything was just kind of spiraling down. That's a downward spiral. You can't do the things that keep you healthy. Yeah. Healthy. So I couldn't do exercises that exercises. were keeping me healthy. And then I couldn't do the exercise that also keeping me mentally healthy. So then it was kind of like I'm in pain constantly. Plus then I don't have an outlet for the day-to-day stress. So now that's kind of making it worse. And then mental kind of affects physical and vice versa. So we're just kind of just getting worse yeah. and worse and worse. Yeah. That downward spiral. Yeah. The, the dark times for sure. You mm-hmm. always reference it. But thankfully, there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel. We yeah, I mean, thankfully. Kratom. And that was, yeah, that was the the reason we were willing to try back then was because heard about Kratom, but again, not as much research as there is now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of unknown, kind of a stigma against it. And just oh, man, the... searching on online at the time was nothing but misinformation or just negative information. Yeah. You know, citing deaths from Kratom with very little details on the deaths. And oh, it was, it was a scary thought. We were, yeah. we were really worried about whether or not we should use this thing. But it did also seem like, uh, whenever I read, like, uh, to me, there's certain drugs or compounds or herbs, plants, all that, where whenever they say like side effects and they kind of go through this long list, to me, it seems like the the typical dare, like the say no to drugs dare, like, oh, this is horrible for all these things. You're going to hallucinate. You're going to vomit. You're going to all these sort of things. And it's almost like they just kind of copy and paste that to every single one of those things where it's like, instead of, instead of providing true information, they kind of just try to use a scare tactic of it's going to be horrible for all these reasons. That's still happening. It still happens. I just saw an article recently where it was, I don't know who, who sent that out, but it was citing all the you know possible side effects. And it was just, like you said, just a, a generic list of yes. all of it. Yeah. And so for me now, whenever I see that, I just ignore it because it seems like, well, that's just fear and misinformation. It's not real. Like I want to, I want to know. Re- and, the, and the unfortunate part is, is that there are true side effects to all of these compounds. Of course. And we should be informing people of the actual information, not trying yeah. to scare them, not trying to use some type of... Mm-hmm. scare tactics just to get the outcome that we think we want we should be providing just true information and letting things evolve as they need to yeah and so it's it'd be just as bad for if the thing said there are no negative side effects there's no potential yes, for any type of exactly. harm at all like wait what nothing why is it either nothing or everything you know give me the truth yeah and that way i can manage this and use it appropriately it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so 
you went into, you started using Kratom. We both use it at the same time. I think folks know the story. Yes. Uh, we bought some online. We had listened to uh, a Joe Rogan podcast where he had uh, Chris Bell on on the podcast. And, and Chris had uh, used Kratom to help manage his chronic pain uh, from years of weightlifting. He still is a power lifter today. Uh, he, he has an amazing documentary, uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster, about steroid mm-hmm. abuse and featuring uh, you know, his brother and his story and so, and like no pain, no gain. I think yeah. all like the, yeah, the the opioids and painkiller use as well, and kind of what that causes in that same industry. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the, uh, yeah, folks don't talk about that often. Like steroid use is is a topic that gets discussed discussed often, but you know, opioids are a horrible epidemic within the weightlifting. I mean, it's just you're just you know damaging your body over and over again. You know, so. It's no surprise that folks are using a lot of opioids to manage the pain. So, yeah, so he, he brought up this plant that we'd never heard of. And you and I were both, you know, desperate enough to try anything and everything because we had tried everything previous to Yeah, Kratom. inversion tables. I oh, remember, no, we I bought an inversion table, yeah. Hanging, like, I was literally hanging upside down from, like, you know, playgrounds and trying to find anything to hang upside down yeah. from. Because <laughs> it, it, was... all, it all gives you some kind of relief. Yeah. Right? yeah inversion, it helps a little well, bit. Inversion right? was great for, like, the first 30 seconds when I came down. I was like, yeah. oh, my back is like... It was like when I was hanging upside down, the pain would go away. I mean, I had to deal with the, like, the other, like, blood rushing in my head and, like, this, this discomfort of hanging upside down is not yeah. great. Yeah. But the pain would go away for a little bit. Yeah. And so then... Like, oh, if I do this... Yeah. How can I, can I do this all the time? You start thinking, I just need to do more of this, right? But it's like, that's not... That's not realistic. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a vampire. I'm not a bat. Like I need to walk on my two legs and yeah. So yeah, I I think I I had just finished doing a whole thing with acu uh, acupuncture, and so mm-hmm. you know, just being stabbed with needles for six months or something, and that didn't work. And then I got really off into any type of alternative care and and uh you know yeah i think you're talking about like eucalyptus oil and like there was all like doing a lot of study like any kind of anything pain relief potential yeah Yeah. there is yeah a lot so much turmeric Turmeric, yeah (laughs) like i couldn't use i was getting sick of that but none none of it was really providing all the relief that that i needed at least Mm -hmm. and so yeah you and i were both just open to anything yeah oh yeah i mean i mean from the doctor i tried muscle relaxers i tried I mean, higher amounts of NSAIDs and that sort of thing. But then, I mean, none of those pain relievers came close to helping at yeah. all. Zero help for me. I mean, yeah, even like CBD, THC, everything. And, and all and back then, too, kind of combinations of CBD or THC in certain ways to ingest it or like topical versions, all sorts. But none of that ever did anything for my back pain. For you, wasn't, yeah. Yeah, I got, I'd get some relief on some of the stuff, but never significant enough where I felt like I can manage mm-hmm. it with whatever that protocol yeah. was. I mean, for me, it was a, some of it was a distraction, which was kind of nice where I could like distract myself and like play video games or just like watch movies and not have as much anxiety that I'm just sitting around and kind of so, so it was a, there was some mental relief, but not a direct relief of what I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I even had, uh, I think I told you, where the doctor just said, start pointing to wherever the pain is, and he just stabbed, oh, stabbed me yeah. with cortisone shots. That. You took a ton of, yeah. Yeah, I took six cortisone shots. And it helped for like, what, back. two weeks, I think I remember? Yeah, it was like, very it was, it was, it was supposed and to be like six back. months, yeah, but yeah. it was like two weeks later it came back. You're yeah. like, 
Oh, that's and I contacted him, and he goes, "Well, we can't do more because you know it's 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 a st- local steroid. It just doesn't yeah. There's some pretty bad effects if you take too much of it." Yeah, so I said, now what's next? He goes, okay, well, you do an epidural into your, into your spine, and that should that should give you longer relief. And so I did that, and I don't know, maybe a month or something. It wasn't it wasn't very long at all. And so yeah, I asked about stem cells back then, and the doctor kind of like laughed. It's like, <laughs> like no, I'm like okay, <laughs> really? Yeah, the thing that could actually help you. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. So we discovered Kratom. Yeah, in Kratom, a miracle, right? Like it's, and I guess, I mean, I guess fortunately for me, I I went down the path of finding other things like yoga and breath work. And I kind of got into some of that habit because there's all good. Habits, it, it was yeah. helping, just wasn't. But when my back would go out, I really needed Kratom to take the pain from that nine or a 10 that stopped me from doing everything. And so Kratom then took that pain nine, nine, ten, just debilitating down to a two or a three. So then I could get back to yoga, working out and then the other lifestyle, you know, events of going out with friends and playing sports and kind of keeping things normal again. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, I I guess it's fortunate that in some ways that pain kind of led me in this path of discovering other parts of the world, like yoga and breath work that I have incorporated and have found even more benefit for other reasons, whether it's just kind of general flexibility or kind of spirituality side or that kind of connection and just meeting other people too that have been mm-hmm. involved in those communities and longevity now that's yes. getting older too these are now all this research is coming out that the, these things that you've been doing you know now that i'm doing as well because thanks to you you've passed on that knowledge to me you know i'm doing breath work as well too i'm watching my diet carefully and at least i know the you know the benefits of eating a clean diet versus not eating clean diet you know and doing cold plunges now and uh and i know i'm supposed to do a kettlebell workout (laughs) tbd but those are all the things that now are are shown to no surprise to improve longevity and improve just your overall well-being uh into your late years so yeah it's it's it is it's like you you had to go through all of that to learn you know forced you to learn all these things but it's made us better for it and, but it's always nice to have Kratom there when things get really bad and it keeps you on track. Yeah, so exactly. You wake I don't up. have that. Dis- I mean, when I used my back used to go out, it was like despair. Oh, just, like, no the, one wanted to be around you. you. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, love you, man. But man, you were hard. Couldn't, was, couldn't no. be near you. Of course, you're just in you know severe pain and without any hope. And that's the, the worst part. So, yeah, you're a nightmare to be around. <laughs> And then running a business with a person like that, that'd be interesting. <laughs> but we made it through. Yeah. Uh, my story is, is I won't go into a bunch of detail. I know this is running a bit long on the podcast. Uh, but one of the things that uh, kind of building on what Alex was saying, uh, you know, Kratom, of course, gave me a ton of relief, uh, but it never really addressed um, my chronic pain issue uh, completely. Like it didn't remove that pain. It helped me to manage that pain. Uh, and, and, and for Alex, it's a similar, um, I have kind of similar stuff with back issues too, uh, with degenerating discs, um, and fractured vertebrae from, yeah, I fractured my mixed martial arts and MMA before it was popular. I mean, you were kind of one of the, I was one of the first. Yeah. I was part of that original crew, you know, late, you know, 
in the nineties is when I started doing mixed martial arts, but you know, we're all just trying to figure it out. And so you, you do a lot of silly stuff. And so I got slammed and, and, you know, compromised like a pretzel <laughs> many, many times. And a couple of those slams, you know, did fracture my back. Uh, so I have a couple of fractures down there. Um, but so all the work that I did with chiropractic care addressed those issues. But what I realized was even when my lower back was feeling good, like I, I did the stretches, I did the therapy, I did all that stuff and it was feeling great. I still had this nagging pain that never went away and no one could figure out what it was. And so it was like, well, you know, you have these fractures. It must be related to your to those fractures. You have a deger- degenerating disc. That must be the cause of it. But then when we addressed those things, I still had this pain, this super annoying, chronic, never goes away pain. And it wasn't until I went to a place that did stem cell treatment uh, here in San Diego. And I'm sorry, I forgot the name. I'll put it in the link. (laughs) So I wanted to shout out to them. We'll, We'll make sure to include it in the description for the podcast. But they happened to, one of the doctors there had a person that had a similar story as mine that he treated 17 years ago and said that, yep, everyone, you know, you'll do MRIs, you do all this stuff, and they'll never figure out what it is. And I'm like, that's my story. And he's like, we'll, we'll find it. I know exactly where to look. And he said, your case is so unique that if you're willing to, I'd like to feature you with my students and have them observe as I go through this process with you, and we'll give you a, a significant price cut on it. And I said, sign me up. <laughs> so he said, okay, let's go right we now. We are definitely self-experimenters and yeah. guinea pigs for ourselves as well as others. So this is great. Well, you know, it was the odd when I walked into the room, he said, strip down, and there's like other people in the room <laughs> with notepads. <laughs> You're like, ooh, this is a little, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. And I didn't have much time to think about it. Too. He's like, let's go right now. <laughs> so. But anyway, beyond the, just the awkwardness of having folks stare at you and as, you know, you're in your, you know, whitey tidies or whatever, <laughs> talking about your pain, um, it was it was such an amazing experience. What he, what he discovered was I, I had fractured a part of my uh, hip and bone spur had a bone, a chunk of my bone had uh, dislodged and was going into a muscle in my kind of hip lower back area and this bone was just jabbing away and destroying the muscle and so it deteriorated away so I had a big hole where the muscle was supposed to be and it just filled with liquid and that was what was causing all of my pain so they said all we have to do is just you know put some stem cells into the hole and it'll regrow and you'll never have that pain again and I mean after how many years of, I don't even know how many years it was. I've been doing that 12 years, 14, I was a long time living with this pain. The thought that someone can confident, like he was so confident. He said, you will never feel that pain ever again. I'm like, you're not, you know, say like 40% chance, 60% chance. Cause that's all the doctors have told me in the past. It's like, there's, you know, you'll do this surgery and you might have a 40% chance that you won't feel pain again. This guy was just a hundred percent. So I'm like, sure. Wow. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he did it. And if anyone's ever done stem cell treatment, there is, it's not overnight. You know, it does take time. Uh, it was months of you know, not being able to. Uh, you can't take, nor- I mean, you can't take anti-inflammatories. Yeah, Because, I mean, that's the inflammation response is actually how our body grows. And so it's helpful. And especially if you have stem cells in it, it kind of signals to your body what to do. Yeah. 
So for the first several weeks, I didn't even take Kratom. I was just, just let's not take anything. But then I really realized how much pain I was dealing with every day. But because I had Kratom, I just thought I wasn't really living in that much pain. That maybe I, you know, I've done enough exercises that it's like, oh, I've actually healed myself, so I don't need it. But then I stopped using Kratom for like two, three weeks, and it was like, oh man, this is, this is bad. I can't sleep at night. I'm like, I'm the most irritable person, and you know, I just couldn't think straight because there's just constant, constant pain. And then this inflammation. Yeah, I I remember some. I mean, I did the same when I was because in that time with chronic pain using kratom, I was like, oh, maybe my back is healed. I finally done this, and it's like, take stop taking kratom for a while. Then all of a sudden, like two or three days, my pain just like comes rearing back. I'm like, oh, kratom really works. Like, okay, (laughs) keep taking kratom, keep doing my exercises. Yep. So I went back to I went back to the place, talked to the doctor, and said, would it would it be okay for me to try kratom? And he said, okay, let me do some research. And he did some research. He said, it sounds like you'd probably be okay. I don't, I'm not, I can't, I don't know for sure. Why don't you try a little bit, use it for a couple of days, come back in here and I, I can check to see if it's done anything. Uh, and so I used it for a week, came back and he said, seems like everything is still tracking along nicely. So yeah, go ahead, keep on using Kratom. So I was able to use Kratom even though I wasn't supposed to use any type of, you know, painkillers, anti-inflammatory drugs. And so he went went great with Kratom. And then with that, it was maybe two, three months later and 80, 90% of my pain. And then today all gone. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Wild. And it had, and that was, uh, you know, over a year ago Yeah, and I'm still pain free from that. But But now, I mean, mean, stem cells, it should be right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a miracle. Um, so I no longer have that chronic pain. What I do have though, is the stuff that you're talking about. I have degenerating disc stuff and so it's become more important for me to do all the kind of exercises and stretches because it does work. It really does, you know, make my day better. Yeah. So, so that's what okay, I've been so, doing. Yeah. So, so what do you do now for your holistic approach to mm-hmm. pain management? So I make sure I wake up in the morning, I do these stretches. So a lot of kind of lower back hip stretches. Uh, and then I try to also work out with my son. Uh, he's 12, you know, Enzo. And we just do a thing where we just call out different exercises and try to torture each other. So we're just exercising and, you know, whatever it is. Keeping <laughs> so, muscle confusion going. Yeah. Keeping, like, uh, That's engaged. True. And yeah, making a little bit of a competition. Keep it kind of yeah, kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we do that. Uh, and, but I always try to incorporate more stretches during that process, too. And I try to incorporate at least some sort of core thing in there which he hates to do which also makes it more fun to to make him do it (laughs) so we're doing a plank for two minutes go um and uh and then at night when i take a shower i do this breathing exercise which you recommended years ago and i still do it to the day um and then i'm the whole time i'm trying to focus on just releasing the muscles in my hip and my back so i'm trying to just breathe super deep hold and then you know breathe out holds and it's it sucks i remember when you first told me about it and i couldn't do it it's it's just breathing but it it's much more it can be very very difficult yeah breath work is fascinating how much it can get my body just like my heart rate yeah i can i can control the heart rate going (laughs) really low or super fast yeah i can start sweating my body heats up like crazy breath work is fascinatingly powerful um, but that, that's it. That's, and then I, and I'm regular Kratom use. Yeah. I'm trying to remember to use it, you know, uh, twice a day if I can. So 
So that's my routine. What's yours right now? Uh, mine is I use Kratom as needed. I mean, it's kind of sporadically, maybe once or twice a week or less sometimes. It's kind of super variable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then definitely working out consistently. So I work out, try to work out five or six times a week. For the most part, I do kind of gym exercises. So like push-ups, pull-ups, uh, big in a kettlebell in the last couple of years, that's really helped me strengthen my glutes and lower back. And then also some of the kettlebell exercises I do also kind of stretch out my hip flexors in the front because that mm, was kind of part of I this need. journey. I've realized just how much sitting I do and kind of like our culture does that really that really shortens and tightens the hip flexors that are in front of the hip which then kind of cascades to putting more stress in the back in mm-hmm. the lower back which is kind of ironic because before that i used to try to stretch my hamstrings and glute and back because that's what was hurting but it was until i did enough physical therapy and exploration and found that oh no it's the hip flexors and so as in the front that's mm-hmm. causing the tightness so if i work that out that then the back naturally releases yeah i need that so yes that is i will let you torture me with kettlebells perfect. <laughs> and then after that i've started getting into like sauna or steam room so kind of getting that those heat shock proteins mainly for the longevity and then that's mm-hmm. where i do some of my breath work for and the way i try to do it is i try to stay in it for a certain number of breaths like i do i don't know i think like 12 breaths and then like 12 to 16 rounds of that and so it's kind of fascinating because at some point in there i hit a wall where like my body's super hot my heart rate starts going up and it's like get out of this hot environment it's like it's this is not good mm-hmm. but that's where i do it in with that kind of number of breath count so in that way i'll start to either kind of breathe faster which in one way is kind of like okay i'm going to get out of this faster but then faster breath work starts pulling in hot air more so. So it's kind of it's heating me up. So it's this weird kind of, I don't know, uncomfortable situation. And that's part of the mental side of trying to remain comfortable with that uncomfort that then kind of like is part of the exercise for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, focusing on diet and then mainly hydration. Hydration for me is the big one that I'm not great at. Like it's it, the more water I drink, the better I feel just, but then I'm going to the bathroom constantly, which is kind of a downfall, <laughs> yeah. but then it's so easy for me to not drink water for some reason. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because it's Wait like, you're thirsty. Yeah. And like, like, even if I just wait till I'm thirsty, it's like, but I'm not getting enough. And so I'm almost like yeah. when I force myself to kind of constantly drink, I, my body feels so much better. I feel mm-hmm. better at the workouts and that sort of thing. But, and so that, that's kind of my big focus is how to be more consistent with hydration. You know, I know it sounds like a plug, but really for me, what I have the same problem too, because I don't enjoy drinking water. So, uh, you know, and I don't don't want to drink soda and all these other things are just horrible for you. Yep. So it is, it's hard to kind of stay hydrated and waiting till you're thirsty is too late. You know, so you should be drinking regularly. Um, but our refresh drink has kept me better at it for sure, because I'm getting Kratom but I'm also getting a bunch of water. Like, so I'm staying hydrated and we call it refresh for a reason, but it's, you know, I can drink that all throughout the day. That I find when I'm, when I am, so I sample a lot of that and I've been doing a bunch (laughs) of testing, obviously like I'm formulating it or have formulated it. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I was, when I would take like uh, a glass of it and just try it as like a new formulation or process, 
all of a sudden it was like the glass is empty. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just it's so easy just sitting there like sipping on it. All of a sudden it's just like gone. I'm like, well, yeah. that's interesting. So yeah, I, I definitely... I just don't have it. I have like a bunch of samples around me. And like for me, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, you know, I did this morning. I, you know, I'm, I'm leaving for uh, New Orleans tomorrow. So I'm gone for the next couple of days. So I, I connected with. I hope with, you come back, by the way. I hope yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right. If I make it back, some voodoo curse on me. Um, I met with each of the uh, staff member. So just meeting with the staff before, you know, all the heads of all the departments to make sure everything is okay. And uh, we had a big bottle of refresh with, uh, uh, with MCT. Uh, so just trying different formulas and stuff, but we had a nice big container of it. And everyone that came in here, I poured them a glass, mm-hmm. poured myself a glass, cheers, drink. And then that's 15 minutes later, another person comes in, cheers, drink. <laughs> and by then I'm like, oh my God, I drink a lot of, refresh but i feel amazing is that right why everyone's now. so productive today yeah like, everyone's, yep, everyone's yep, doing nice, great today nice. so, <laughs> so refresh brood kratom so if you if you guys are interested check it out on our website it's a new product of ours and uh, we're all loving it so yeah it is like one of the most enjoyable ways to take kratom no, I must 100%. Say. Like it's, it tastes good and you're staying hydrated and and you're getting your kratom so what's not to like yeah and it's and it's also uh i don't know i mean the the process to get there was Ooh, it took probably two to three time. years. I mean, I started formulating years ago and working with some of the biggest flavor house. I mean, there's actually a flavor house in San Diego. It's one of the biggest in the world. And like we were trying to work with them. I just was buying any flavor and thing that I could find, whether it was like candy flavors or things that are meant to go into beverages and beer. I tried getting like these little things you can buy in the grocery store to add to like water. I tried like powders, tried candies, anything and everything. And mm-hmm. it's been a couple of year journey kind of experimenting yeah. and figuring out just what works and doesn't work. And yeah. most stuff doesn't work. Oh, Surprisingly, yeah. like, Kratom is so bitter. It's just, and it's just, unfortunately, it's just the, it's the alkaloids. It's what we actually need to create the effects we want are the same compounds that are creating the, the bitterness. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember, I remember like, there was great. early on some of it, I was using some salts or something and it was like, Oh, That's this right. tasted really great. This is amazing. Like finally gotten some to cover up the bitterness. And it was like, yeah. Oh, well it's it because the apples. salt was actually just reacting with the alkaloids. They were precipitating out, just kind of forming a clump and settling to the bottom and filtering them out. So then that meant like, yeah, oh yeah, this liquid tastes great because there's no active ingredient. And it's like, well, that doesn't work. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I remember that too. I was so excited. I'm like, I can't taste the Kratom at all. This is wonderful. (laughs) Like, yeah, because there's... Because it's... Yeah. Now it's just a random tea made from a plant. So it's not even Kratom. Okay. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) You know, what a process it's been. Yeah. But I explained to go out to the market right now and, and look at the Kratom products out there. There's a bunch of different like drinks and candies and gummies and all kinds of stuff that's out there right there, but all of it tastes pretty know, bad, pretty yeah. bad. And if it doesn't taste bad, I'm very suspicious on you know how potent mm-hmm. and how effective it is. So and and you found something that really does. It's that nice balance. You know, you're still gonna taste some kratom, you because it's an effective drink, but it's pleasant and. You know, and everybody. all natural and it's all, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. There's... Yeah, not a ton of different ingredients and all kinds of weirdness in there. It just, it's about as pure as you can get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so congratulations. Good job. So, yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we've we've uh, gone pretty far today. A uh, lot to talk about. Yeah, we like talking about pain, don't we? <laughs> we do. Well, yeah, and like it's, I guess it's a pain or a whole summary story and history all wrapped up into one. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you guys, uh, 
if you're listening uh, and you've made it all to the end thank you you enjoyed it and as always just reach out to us if you guys have any ideas on what topics that you'd like us to discuss of course please support us by going to ethanaturals.com and checking out our kratom products including what we mentioned refresh brewed kratom it's an amazing drink uh, and of course follow us on social media it's ethan naturals uh, on social media all right until next time i'm victor i'm alexander and as always live. one two three <laughs> live fully, fully. Woo. <laughs>